This is Backspace Podcast number 37, Bottle Caps, Words, and Winning. In 1965, the pull-tab drink can hit the market and companies began putting their products into cans instead of bottles. I remember those cans well as you could take a bunch of those pull-tabs and join them together into various projects. For those consuming the drinks, the problem was where to put that pull-tab after it came off, and some people took to dropping it into the can since it would sink to the bottom of the drink. Then, of course, someone accidentally swallowed one of those tabs, and the whole idea of canned drinks faded until about 1975, when the can we use today, where you push the tab forward, then back, leaving the tab hanging safely inside the can, was invented. Thus it was that during my teen years, soft drinks still came from the large, fridge-style, coin-operated dispensers you slid a bottle forwards toward you on steel rails. To this day, if you are nostalgic and buy a glass bottle of pop from the store, you will still see a thick glass ring around its neck that allowed the bottles to hang in the dispenser without falling and breaking. We didn't buy too much pop at our house other than the one-gallon refillable jug of root beer from A&W once every few months and the occasional two-liter bottle from the nearby pop shop. They were much cheaper than the grocery store. We shared those bottles as a family because once the cap was off, you had about 10 minutes to drink the contents before it lost all its bubbles. To promote sales, soft drink companies would hold contests by printing the letters of the alphabet on the plastic seal inside each bottle cap. If you could spell the correct word, you would win a prize. Many people would open their bottle at the dispensing machine and those precious lettered bottle caps would drop into a deep receptacle. I had to get my hands on those bottle caps, for like my hero in the book Have Spacesuit Will Travel, I entered contests as it was the only hope of obtaining any hard cash other than my paper route in the nearby apartment complexes. Once inside those buildings, I had access to the pop machines in the foyer. And when no one was looking, I would pull out my secret weapon, a transistor radio antenna that I had attached a powerful round magnet to the metal button on the top. I would collapse my device and carry it in my pocket and then extend it out and push it down into the bottle cap receptacle. I could pull out two or three caps at a time and empty out the receptacle. Once I got home, all my sticky bottle caps would go into a sink of hot soapy water and then be dried out on a dish towel spread on the counter. With my Swiss army knife, I would extract all the thin plastic discs and check the letters. Of course, like unto my other contests, all the letters were the same common non-winners, and in the end I never managed to spell any of the correct words. However, one lucky day as I was delivering my papers, I found a small cash box that belonged to the company that filled the pop machines. I called them, and when they came to pick up their box, they gave me a complete flat of 24 cans of Dr. Pepper as their thanks. I'd never seen that much sweet carbonated wealth at one time in my entire life, and I immediately hid the flat under my bed. I had heard the horror stories of the pull-top cans, so I used a pointed awl to poke a small hole in the top of the can, then slowly drank the contents, amazed that it still had bubbles even hours later. I learned that Dr. Pepper was actually invented before Coca-Cola by a pharmacist in Waco, Texas, from 23 ingredients that are still a highly guarded trade secret. After my first sip, I wasn't so sure I enjoyed the combination of those 23 secret ingredients, other than the primary one, which was, of course, sugar. Something that sweet rarely came along, other than our annual Halloween sugar fest, I began drinking one can every few days to make them last, and about 12 cans in, I began to look forward to the next one. 
but by the time I finished the twenty-fourth can, my taste buds were tired out, and since then I haven't bought Dr. Pepper. As I write the core series, I see now that I am still pursuing my desire to win by putting as many letters of the alphabet in the correct order to create this story as possible. But in addition, when my collapsible bottle cap recovery tool came to mind, that invention actually found its way into the scepter in a significant way. I look forward to sharing it with you one day in the future. You have been listening to Backspace Podcast number 37, the story behind the core series of books, Thanks for listening.